show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. It is time to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Data Doctors Radio Program, the multi-award-winning tech show for you non-tech people. Every week we help thousands of folks in our stores, and their homes, at their businesses, and we bring all that experience right here to you on the radio in hopes that we can help you as well. We are the Data Doctors. It is Ken to my left and me, Spanky, here to provide education and entertainment. We like to call it edutainment. Hey, they can sneak up on you, bite you in the wallet, and it's your kid's fault. We'll tell you how to stop it. And should you be able to unlock your own cell phone? Well, what does that actually mean to you? Arizona, uh, Arizona, Amazon Prime leads the way, but is Google about to get go head to head with the big behemoth? On it, online, on demand, datadoctors.com, datadoctors.com slash radio. Listen live, download podcasts, and get helpful links. Datadoctors.com, datadoctors.com slash radio. Uh, note to self: Don't throw a chunk of chocolate in your mouth <laughs> as the show is about to start. <laughs> Listen, when it's showtime, it's showtime. I don't know what you were doing, Eaton. Um, I wasn't thinking, obviously, but the show must go on. Thank you, Mr. Floyd. Go on. So if any of you follow anything uh, tech-related, uh, it's really more than just tech-related. It's major league news when you see a story about a kid who, while using his parents' iPad... No, no, they had their own like iPod Touch or yeah. iPad or whatever, and they're playing a free game. Free game. And everything's cool. <laughs> right. Jo- Johnny puts away the tablet. And then mom and dad get a bill. For? $2,500. But wait a minute. The game was free. Right. The game was free, but little Johnny was clicking on those shiny little icons and gold coins and, and virtual merchandise because... Johnny doesn't understand what the word buy means. That's <laughs> right. And he bought in-app purchases. In-app purchases are these little insidious... Um, extras that you can actually purchase with real money, but what you're buying is virtual stuff. Right, with real money. With real money. So you and, can buy... And the word purchase means absolutely nothing, nothing to, to a them. five or six-year-old, yes. Yeah, or even a 10-year-old for the most part. And who knows this, and why would they develop apps that basically trick these young kids into spending all this money? Well, because the app developers know that if they put out a free app, they're going to get a lot of downloads. And then when they put out the download, the, the free app, and people start playing it, at some point, kids are going to go, oh, I want more energy packs, and I want to get to the next level, and I want this, and oh, wait, I can just buy these 50 gold coins for $10. Click. You know, a- a- Apple has acknowledged that this is a bit of a problem. They're making some changes. There's uh, rumblings of class, a- of class action lawsuits. There's all kinds of activity here. But, you know, that's not our, that's not our style. Our style is to empower you with knowledge and protect yourself. And the good news with in-app purchases, by the way, this is not exclusive to, to the iPhone and the no. i platform. Same problem exists in the Android world. It's going to exist in any platform out there because these unscrupulous game companies, and usually they're these small offshore companies that re- really don't care about credibility or anything. They're just looking for quick dollars. Yep. And they're hoping that you won't challenge the bill. Now, when you get a $2,500 bill, generally you're going to go, whoa, hold on. <laughs> but when, when your child spends 2 or $3, they know that you're probably not going to go through the hassle of trying to get the 2 or 3 bucks back. Right. And they're sneaking a dollar here and a dollar there from people. And it's just too much trouble to go back and get that 99 cents back. And so here's how you protect yourself. So you're saying to yourself, well, self, how do I stop this? I'm going to walk you through very simply, and you don't have to take notes. In fact, we're going to put a video up for you so you can see it for yourself. Um, it'll be on datadoctors.com slash radio. Not, we're not going to. We did. Okay, we did. Okay, never mind. I've already posted it. Facebook.com slash, excuse me, now you messed me up, Ken. Datadoctors.com slash radio mm-hmm. is where the video is. And, and so for you I, iPhone, iPod, iPad users, it's really simple. Simply go into the settings. That's, you know, the settings. It's a little gear icon on your device. And then in the general settings area, you need to turn on restrictions. Um, Spanky, I have yes, a question. Sir. If we're telling them to go to the video to get the step-by-step, why are we going through the step-by-step now? What if somebody's panicking right this minute and sitting there with their device? Then they'll go right to our page and they'll okay. see step-by-step for both the iPhone and the Android, what you can do. Like he said. To avoid these expensive in-app purchases that can be made by your children or even yourself. You want to make sure that you can't accidentally click on something and accidentally buy something? 
follow the lead. Now, we've turned these off on all of our devices in, in our house because it happened to us. And we suddenly started noticing these little charges showing up. So do yourself a favor. Make sure all of your devices have in-app purchases turned off. And, and it, you know, while you're in there, in the restrictions area, which is where you're going to go, you'll see a lot of other things that you can do to turn off and, and control these things, too. So and by, by please, folks, if you don't have some kind of a code set up for restricting usage on your device, turn that on while you're in there, please. Yeah, assign a PIN number to your device. Something like that. So if you live in the Phoenix uh, metro area... Or not just Phoenix. Well, there's other in, areas. In, anywhere in the country that's serviced by... Cox Communications. Your friend in the digital age. Was that a... Ah. <laughs> Cox has rolled out a newer, a new higher speed download service. So you, so you people who already have existing services, you are now going to be able to get up to 50 megabyte a second download speeds. Actually, you can go to 150 megabytes. If you want to go to their premium oh, ultra, yeah. ultra, go, ultra, you know. Right. If you're one of the geek nerds that has that kind of high-speed internet, the highest tier, and I forgot what their tiers are called. Well, the highest tier used to be 50. They're saying it'll go to 150. 150. Yeah. So, but if you're a regular user and you have, like, you know, the 20 meg service, it's going to go up to 50 now. Now, there are a couple of caveats you need to know about. If you have an older Cox cable modem, not even Cox. Any, Any cable, modem, cable right. modem, right? If it's up to a Doxus 2, you're not going to be able to get that kind of speed. You may not. Oh, wow. You may get some. <laughs> you may not. Yeah. Chances are you're in, not. In order to, to be guaranteed the ability, and, and, and again, the ability, but not the absolute, right. it's going to happen. So the, the thing about uh, internet speeds, I think, I think a lot of people see these ratings and they go, I should get exactly that every time. No. It's not how it works. Think of internet speeds like you think of water pressure. It's different, different well, times of the exactly. day. Exactly. How many other people in your neighborhood are watering the grass at the same time as you? That's going to impact your water pressure at that moment. Same thing happens on the internet with, with uh, most of the internet service providers. So a couple of weeks ago, about two weeks ago, I actually got a Doxus 3 uh, cable modem. And when Cox rolled out the update, I got to test, and I've been consistently testing. Uh, we are getting 37.9 megabyte but wait, downloads. They, they said it would go up to 50. Up to ah. not ah. guaranteed. And how much more does this cost you? Nothing. They just decided to, uh, you know what it is, this is part of the competitive landscape there. So. Customer good, demand. Good for us. Still ahead, I controlled smartphones. It's something out of a sci-fi movie, and it's coming up on the Data Doctors radio program. Hey, it's the Data Doctors. Hey, lots of you come to our stores when you have computer problems. Many of you rely on our award-winning Data Doctors in-home service, where our Data Doctor comes to you. Yeah, house calls. Some of you take advantage of Data Doctors remote repair, so we fix your problem right over the internet. But did you know that we can help your office, too? That's right. Whether your office has two... 20 or 200 computers, Data Doctors Business Services takes the pain of managing your office technology away. Instead of using the Band-Aid approach to your office technology, put the experience of Data Doctors Business Services team to work for you. You'll be amazed at how much more you can get done when you're not trying to run a business and your IT department. Go to datadoctors.com and let us take away the pain. In store. At home. Over the internet. In your office. What are you waiting for? Go to datadoctors.com right now. <laughs> like he said, go to datadoctors.com and get ready to experience award-winning service data doctors since 1988 we're the tech guys for non-tech people it's the tech show for non-tech people this is the data doctors radio program hey listen up if you want to hear the data doctors radio program before anyone else does become a data doctors insider today it's absolutely free just sign up for our weekly newsletter at datadoctors.com slash radio and all you newsletter subscribers will get instant access to the radio show that's right Click and listen right away. I was going to tell you you could sit them in our laps while we do the show. That's even faster. Just saying. It's the tech show for non-tech people. The tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. Oh, Colburn, I am so excited about this. By the way, we're not that kind of radio show. No, no, no. I was just saying, like, join us uh -huh. in the studio. Earlier in the week on Thursday, we attended virtually... The big Facebook news feed uh, announcement. Announcement, announcement. And usually we're going, okay. It's like, yeah, all right, interesting. Now, graph search was, was kind of a cool unveiling. Yeah, which I still don't have. Thanks a lot, Facebook. Well, 
I think they're trying to tell you something. Yeah, you had it like days well, into I it. Think they're trying to tell me something. They don't like me. <laughs> Bastards. So, I the news you. feed, which came out, I believe, in like 2007. Six. 2006 was the first iteration of it, I yeah. think. Then 2007, they made some changes to it. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, it's kind of become really what we all go to Facebook for, right? You ignore, remember they came up with a ticker, that thing that's going along the side, and you're going, oh my goodness, everybody's seeing everything. No, missing over there. And then on the left-hand side, you got all these things that you never click on. And then you have all this stuff on the upper right corner you never click on. And then you got all the stuff in the middle. That's the stuff that you care about. Yeah. So uh, Facebook apparently was listening to all of us that were griping about multiple things. One being there's just way too much going on right now with Facebook. And they heard us. And if you look at what they're doing... um, not only are they cleaning things up, they're kind of taking the clean interface that we're all used to on our mobile interfaces yeah. and bringing that to the desktop, which is really cool. Yeah, so so one of the things that they're doing, you know how when you get up in the morning and you check your news feed, I, I don't know about you, um, when I get out of bed in the morning, before I even put my feet on the floor, I do two things. I grab my phone and check my email to see if there's anything important that came in overnight. And the second thing I do is I go to Facebook because I want to see... What my friends back east and other the countries have newest cat video, right? Yeah. Meow. Yeah. I like cute cat videos. Oh, look, adult cat finder. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, quality you can afford. Those 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 stories that you check. You know how you always if if a friend is sharing a story and then another friend shares a story and another friend shares the same story. You know, you get to see all these little kind of text. you see the story and then underneath you show all the all the text. They're changing that to feature the story as the, as the dominant thing, but it's showing you, hey, these are your friends who like it visually. It's far more visually appealing and lets you get to the content rather than filtering through all the garbage to get to it. Well, uh, Zuckerberg started the whole thing by saying we're, we're, we understand that people kind of like the whole newspaper formatting, and their whole vision is to kind of transition Facebook from this cluttered mess that it is today to more of a personalized newspaper where you get to decide what you're seeing. One of the big things, I know you, you've you heard, I mean, people, everyone out there has said, where happened to all my friends that I used to talk right. to? It's like they, they're not on Facebook anymore, and that's not the case. The algorithm was changed a while back so that basically if you haven't interacted with somebody within two weeks, it's just not going to automatically show up in your news feed. They're changing that, or that they're not going to change that algorithm for the basic but if you want to see what every single one of your friends is posting, you'll now be able to click on all friends and everything in chronological order will show up from every single friend. You want to see just the music that your friends are talking about or listening to, you'll be able to click on a music button or a, a sort or filter. You want to just see the pictures, right? So it's almost like a pseudo Instagram. Click on the photos and just the photos show up. So they're really, I think they're really thinking about the complaints they've heard over and over again, too many ads, those kinds of things. Right. They're trying to create a platform in which they can they can basically provide advertisers with access to you in a way that's not as irritating as it's been for a lot of people. And they're also trying to monetize it on the mobile platform. So if they make all of the systems look the same and they get us used to seeing uh, advertiser content alongside the content that we care about in a way that we're going to be okay with, that's going to help them with their biggest problem right now, which is satisfying the people on Wall Street. Now, I will tell you that one of the big benefits for, for you, the consumer, and for us as, as users... Uh, no, we're the consumees. Well, consumees, but we're... Consu- yeah, we are the consumees, so as the consumees of Facebook. Um, do you know how oftentimes we talk about, hey, the latest alert and stay in touch with us on Facebook for this and that... And then you say, well, I'm not seeing the stuff that the data doctors are posting. Why am I not seeing this? Well, now you'll not only be able to see it because you can go in and actually look at the pages that you've liked. Well, you can basically you can go to subscriptions, right? Right. Which is basically all the likes that you've gone out. I mean, how many, yeah, right. lots of us has Any 50, brands you follow. 50, 60 places that we said like and we've never seen them again. Right. Now you can actually go there and, and you, know, you want to drop in on your own and go, oh, I wonder what they're up to. Click. And now you'll see a, a, a custom news feed of just those companies, brands, people. And I'm hoping what they'll do is have the same capability where you can block from the news feed. You know, so you don't have to unlike the page. Right, you still like it, so you can go. It just 
block it from my main news screen. So let's say you've got 50 pages that you've gone out and said you liked, but you know for sure you want to see the data doctor's warnings and tips and alerts. So you want that in there and you want maybe something from a, a, a food source or something, you know, some of your primary pages that you really do want to engage with and then customize the subscription news feed so that the brands you really want to communicate with and see what's going on will always show up for you. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that, uh, that what we saw in the press conference will actually translate into what we're envisioning uh, for us as users. Yeah, and if you want to sign up early for it, um, you could jump on it. Now, they're going to be rolling this out. They actually started rolling it out on Thursday when they made the announcement, but it's very limited. It's only on the web. And then over the course of the next several weeks, many weeks, Ken? Well, yeah, over the several weeks, it will slowly roll out to users. And then after that, several weeks for it to to roll out to the mobile platforms. So if you want to jump in early, you can actually uh, sign up. I guess you can be a guinea pig if you want to be. Um, I don't know that this is going to really put you in as a guinea pig or allow you to get in any earlier i think it's a pretty random thing okay i mean as evidenced by the fact that we both jumped in and said i want graph search at the same time (laughs) i got it pretty quick and you are still waiting they don't like me that or the letter c comes before the letter m facebook.com slash data doctors will give you a link to how you can jump on board early Before others. Hey, coming up, is it your computer or your browser? We'll tell you how to troubleshoot it with ease. Also, backing up is good, but we'll tell you why it can also be bad. What not to do is as important as what to do. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. New iPads coming next month? New iPhones this August? What? The latest Apple rumors are alive and well. We've got them all at datadoctors.com slash radio. It's the Data Doctors radio program. Got a tech question? Get an answer in English. Ask us now at, at facebook.com slash datadoctors. Boy, Samsung has got Apple running, 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 don't they? Chasing after them? Yeah, their heads are spinning. You know, Apple, um, by the way... I predicted Apple's stock decline, and I told friends to sell. They didn't. And? I'm kind of smirking right now. I saw it coming. Fanboy. No, listen. (laughs) Tim Cook is not Steve Jobs. End of sentence. Period. Exclamation point. Uh Uh-huh. You know what? I don't even think with Jobs at the helm right now, with with the just the change in what's happening and no. the fact that Samsung has really kind of stepped into its own, I don't I don't think anything Jobs could have done would have had that much of an impact. So you know I don't I don't want to blame it all on Tim Cook. Although I will agree with you, he ain't no he Steve ain't no Steve Jobs. Jobs. So so the reason Ken's going uh, kind of off to the side here about Apple and Samsung. You know, the the new Galaxy S4 is scheduled to be released um, in just, uh, what is less so, than two weeks, uh, a uh, week and a half. Yeah. Uh, March 14th is the unveiling. Anyway, one of the features that they're saying is going to be available, or that's rumored to be uh, on this new device, is eye scrolling. And you go, what, what, eye scrolling? What are you talking about? So how many times have you picked up your phone and you have an email, you have a document, and but because of the way it's formatted, the document is off the screen. It's it's to the right, and so you can only read part of it. But to read the rest, you have to take your finger, put it on the screen, and move the whole document over. And so you're constantly scrolling back and forth to see everything. Well, Samsung's got some new technology that actually maps the position of your eyes on the screen, and as you're reading, will move the text over for you. Can I ask a dumb question? When you're in that situation, why wouldn't you take your phone from the portrait mode up and down and turn it sideways so then you don't have the scrolling problem? So I've done that, and dep- again, depending on the size of the font, depending on the... Now, you can scale it, but you still have... When you scale it too small, uh, I can't read it when it's really small. So it... it so it, h- how does it know when you want it to scroll and when you don't want it to scroll? Well, so if you zoom in... And you, and you have the fonts nice and large so you can read them, let's say, without glasses on. Uh-huh. Um, it will know as you're scrolling to the end of a word that you're, you, you're reading a sentence. It, it can sense that your, your visual 
point of contact is I'm starting here and I'm scrolling across the screen and it will actually slide the text over for you. I, I see a lot of unintended consequences of this one. Okay. I, I wanna, I wanna, like what? Well, it's assuming you wanted to scroll when you didn't want to. Okay. Because you're, you're in the coffee shop, right? Right. And somebody really attractive just sat down next to you. <laughs> and you look over and, it, and your stuff is scrolling. That's, what, <laughs> that's when the phone vibrates and says, hey, eyes here, dummy. Back, yeah, back on yeah. here. Get back to work. <laughs> Focus on your task at hand. We'll see. Anyway, so I controlled smartphones. Uh, rumored to be coming out. In, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see how well it plays out. But if you're interested in learning more, check it out. Datadoctors.com slash radio. So Pamela had a question. Facebook.com slash Datadoctors. That's where you can ask your questions 24-7, 365. We'll get to them as fast as we can. Well, not necessarily. Well, as fast we- as we can. Weekends. Well, sometimes as fast as we can is Monday morning. Okay. Suddenly, my Internet Explorer homepage, msn.com, won't load i.e. Internet Explorer works fine otherwise, but when msn.com is typed in the address box, the page won't load. It's blocked. So... No, is it blocked? Is it blocked? And if so, how do I find out by what and unblock it? I've had several... I have several computers, and this only happens on one of them. I'm going to say no, it's not blocked. Not blocked. Not blocked. And the easiest way to know that it's not blocked, as far as the site itself from your computer, is if you had another browser, you can open it up try it and, and and by the way folks we've said this for i don't know since uh, just after electricity in today's internet age with all the stuff that can go on you always want at least two if not all three of the major browsers internet explorer, which are internet chrome. explorer chrome and firefox. firefox even you mac people that think safari is the bomb Sucks. safari is is the most uh is the least secure of all browsers out there so you in the Mac world should also be looking at either Firefox or Chrome as a more secure way of browsing, plus having the ability to troubleshoot. So anytime, and I recommend Firefox, by the way. Chrome is really a dog right now. Is it? Anytime, anytime you have a problem with anything on the web, the first thing you should do is pop over to another browser, go to that same website to see if the same thing occurs. Because if it does, it could be the website, it could be your internet connection, it could be the computer itself, but you basically have instantly ruled out the browser. I'm pretty sure it's the browser in your case, Pamela. So but the, the way that you would know for sure, yeah, absolutely, it's Internet Explorer is by opening up Chrome or Firefox, MSN, boom, it pops right up, and then you go, okay, I know the problem is with the browser. Now, so if the problem does turn out to be the browser, here's how you simply fix it. First, there's two ways of, of going about this. You can empty the cache, you know, toss your cookies in Internet Explorer, but if that fails, what you want to do is do a reset. And you'll have to delete your personal settings, which kind of sucks because all those things that you saved and the, the things that you go to regularly, the autofills, that'll all go away. But doing that will get rid of anything that's holding it up from actually going to MSN.com. Well, the, the, the clearing of the cache a lot of times, do that first because that's most likely what it is. It's, your, it's possible that the cache, which has a finite amount of space, is full. And so that, that basically... When you say go to msn.com, it's trying to pull it out of the cached area because it's trying to make it faster for you. It's looking in the wrong place. And so, uh, and the other thing is there's, there's other things you can try like safe mode and those kinds of things to see if a, uh, uh, an add-on basically is causing the problem. So lots of help for you. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Check out how to troubleshoot browsers. Coming up, tech's, tech meets tidy whities It's pretty cool. Also, how do you get all the dust out of that dusty laptop? We'll tell you. It's coming up right here on the Data Doctors radio program. It's finally here. It's time to buy a new PC, but you're stuck. Hey, it's the Data Doctors here to help get you unstuck. When you buy a new PC from Data Doctors, we actually custom configure it right down to your operating system, Windows 7 or the new Windows 8. Now, if you're ready to be a trailblazer with your new Data Doctors PC, we'll configure it with the new Windows 8. But let's say you're not ready to jump feet first into the pool. If you like what you're used to, we can custom configure a Data Doctor system with Windows 7. We even have a third option. We can install Windows 8, but give you the look and feel you're used to, you know, the start button and all, and that way you're ready to go. And with any Data Doctors PC purchase, we transfer all the important stuff from your old computer for free. Windows 7 or Windows 8, Data Doctors gives you the freedom to choose. Oh, and if you have a PC and you want us to handle the upgrade, we can do that too. Now, get ready to experience award-winning service from Data Doctors. To find the location nearest you, go to datadoctors.com right now. Data Doctors. Since 1988, we're the tech guys for non-tech people. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. Infertility meets low-tech. 
with snowballs. Huh? Snowballs. It's cooling underwear. I'm not going to say anything else. I can't make this stuff up, Ken, though. Truly. Check it out. Datadoctors.com slash radio. They're Trekkies and they're techies. We are neither. This is the Data Doctors radio program. This is the Data Doctors radio program. The company wanted to send me a pair. I'm like, I already have five kids. I'm not worried about infertility. <laughs> but thanks for trying. Go ahead. Wouldn't you. it just be easier to go up north and sit in the snow? I guess that could... Well, no. Yeah, I guess if you're infertile, sure. Wouldn't it be more fun? Go snowboarding and then sit down and go... Snowboarding in the nude. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, working on my infertility. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love uh, technology. Uh, Speaking of technology, did you know? Did you know? As of January 26, 2013, it is now illegal for you to unlock your phone here in these United States of America, the home of freedom. You know, I've had a phone for years. I still don't know where the lock is on it. Bada-bing. So I don't know how to unlock it. Shall we explain what unlocking means and what it means compared to jailbreaking and rooting? Yeah. So why don't we start with the simplest... When you have a phone from a carrier, whether it's AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, Sprint, okay, the phones are locked to that network, okay? Well, let's back up first. Yes. Let's talk about the business model that causes this to happen. When you get a $200 phone that is normally $600, but you sign a two-year agreement so you get that $400 discount. A good portion of that money is being paid to Apple or Samsung or whoever the manufacturer is of that product because that, that device costs a lot more than 200 bucks. It's a subsidized Correct. device. Correct. And so you're saying, I'm going to use your network for two years. So since they're subsidizing the cost of that, they're trying to make sure that you don't go astray, A, from a legal standpoint on your agreement, and B, because you can't just easily hop over to the other guy's network it's more likely that you're going to fulfill your commitment on the contract. The problem comes in for when you finish up the contract and you say, I'd like to jump ship, but I don't want to have to get a new phone. Right. So they have the software installed that locks it to their network. So now they, there's a movement afoot. Oh, no, hang on. Unlocking, Where, basically unlocking is the practice of removing the software. the software that was put on by the carrier to keep you from being able to switch. Now... The ability to switch does not mean, like, if I got a Verizon phone, I can't go to AT&T because that phone uses actually different technology. One is CDMA. The other one is GSM. That's just the communication protocols. There's no way to take a Verizon phone and make it work on the AT&T network. Right. Unless it's a global dual band, you know, do everything phone, which most phones aren't. So it's not like we can here in the U.S. take any phone and go on any carrier. It has to be aligned Based on that technology. Right. If you're going from one CDMA carrier to another CDMA carrier. Which there's only two. Right. Then you go, oh, yeah, I want my phone unlocked. But your choices are two. Okay? So it's really uh, what very... The, what the phone manufacturers and the carriers are trying to battle here is that people... There's a huge industry in the U.S. of people buying these phones, unlocking them, taking them to other countries and selling them for huge... I mean, I mean, they, they can Huge get a lot profits. of they can get a lot of money for them there because the subsidized phone model doesn't exist in most parts of the world. Most parts of the world, you got to pay for that device, and so six hundred dollars they can sell these unlocked phones for three or four hundred dollars and be significantly cheaper. And of course, they make huge, huge amounts of margin, and they're they're trying to battle that. So the White House chimed in on this, right? Yeah, so there are, there are lots of people who are hitting up the White House saying, hey, we, we want this restriction gone. We want to be able to unlock our phones. And um, so that's making its way through. Now, wh- let's move from unlocking to jailbreaking because I think people are confused about the two terms. Yeah, completely different. So unlocking allows you to switch car- carriers. Jailbreaking allows you to throw off the controls put on by the platform. So in, in Apple's case... In order to get an app, you have to go to Apple's App Store. Right. If you jailbreak it, you can then load apps from any resource you'd like. With Google's platform, it's a little more open. So you primarily go to Google's Play Store, but there's still some restrictions on it from Google. Right. If you, quote unquote, root it, which is the equivalent of jailbreaking on iPhones, um, it, it opens it up and it allows you to do anything you want 
side uh, side loading i mean all these things where you don't actually have to go to any kind of an app interface it, it totally makes the phone do what you want it to do look a certain way now the danger of doing that is is there are know, many you better know what you're doing right so so my son decided to do that to, to jailbreak his iphone and let me tell you that lasted two days before he said dad can you help me unjailbreak it um there's a couple of bad things about jailbreaking a device or, or rooting a device. Number one, you open yourself up to a world of toxic, malicious, um, questionable, questionable people that are going to say, hey, hey, check it out. You don't have to go through Apple Store. You can load it from us. And right. And then you suddenly your phone is infected. Or and, not. You know, or not. It doesn't work. Or, I mean, there's all kinds of issues. The other thing is as soon as Apple comes out with an update and you take that update, it, it erases your jailbroken phone puts it back to lockdown and so i mean it's a constant battle it's one of those things that folks if you're not technical and you have to ask what jailbreaking and, and rooting and unlocking and all this stuff is you probably should just stay away from it your friends your nerdy friends that try to tell you oh let me jailbreak your phone for you yeah this is really cool you'll uh, like this unless you're really into that alternative world in smartphones the 300 400 000 apps that are available to you, to you through apple aren't enough or you don't like paying or whatever, it might be worth it. But other than that, there's really no reason to do that for the average non-technical user. You nerdy people, just go to town. You don't even have to listen to us. You already know what we're talking about. Go right ahead. But don't try to convince your non-technical friends that it's a good idea that they follow in your footsteps just because it works for you. Because there's a lot of danger out there. And, and then when your device stops working properly, uh-huh. mm-hmm. good luck getting support. Oh, no, you won't get support, but, well, yeah, that nerdy friend of yours that told you to do it? Yeah. Go go ask him. You're listening to the Data Doctors radio program, the tech show for non-tech people. Ask your tech questions even when we're not on the air. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. Remember, we've been dealing with computer and technology issues since 1988. We're experts at this stuff. We can help you in our stores, in your home, at your business. We can even remote in right over the Internet and help you fix any problem you have. You like the program, Yes. 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 Let your friends around the world know they too can listen, laugh, and learn. The Data Doctors can be heard worldwide on Stitcher Radio. All right. Hour number two just ahead. Google's going retail? <laughs> are, they, are they also about to give Amazon a run for their money? Some interesting things coming up in that world. Get all your tech answers in English at datadoctors.com slash radio. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This, this is the Data, is the Doctors, Data Doctors Radio, radio Program. program. <laughs> it's the tech show, tech show for non-tech people. This, this is the, the Data, Data Doctors, Doctors radio, radio Program. That's you. Hey, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn with hour number two of the Data Doctors radio program. <laughs> Talking to me? You said you were going to talk, so I shut up. Good point. Each and every week, we help thousands of people with their broken computers and technology issues in our stores, in their offices, and homes all across the country. Then we bring that experience to the radio to help all of you. We are the Data Doctors uh, in need of caffeine and sugar. Ken and Spanky here to provide education and entertainment that we like to call edutainment. edutainment. The search giant wants to be a sales giant. Hey, and we've told you about uh, Picasso web albums for photos, but you may have noticed something a little different about it. And also, we have a geek speak for those of you who like to play words with friends. Better answers than the guys overseas. The guys overseas. Or Uncle Jim's nerdy son. It's the Data Doctors radio program. It's the tech show. The tech show for non-tech people. If you um, are a shopper, an online shopper, you're you're probably familiar with Amazon. They're probably uh, the yeah. I would say one of the biggest. What do you mean one of? They far, are far and away the biggest online retailer. They are the online retailer, Amazon. And so Amazon has kind of a stronghold in the market, especially, you know, their Amazon Prime, which is which is free second day shipping. Free second, yeah, it's all sorts of goodness. You get the free Amazon Prime streaming with that. Yep. And it's 79 bucks a year for that service. Well, Google. Well, hang on. Let's talk about Amazon's strategy. Okay. They're putting more and more distribution centers in more and more markets. So they're yep. pushing their distribution centers closer and closer to their customers. And there's a reason for that. 
because the next real hurdle that all of these online retailers are trying to overcome is the fact that if you want something today, you pretty much have to go to a physical store, stand in line, buy it, and then you can bring it home. Right. And like Veruca Salt, you want it now. Now, 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 today. Veruca Salt. Do you remember Veruca Salt? The, uh, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, I thought you were talking. I'm, I'm thinking music. No, that's different. Veruca Salt from... You all out listening to the radio know who I'm talking about. I'm down with you. And so what they're doing is, and, and, and Amazon has, has done a great job of this. I've experienced this several times now. Amazon same-day delivery. This is really a cool thing. You order a product on Amazon.com, and a few hours later... In some cases on some items, not everything. Not everything. I'm not saying everything. And, but a few hours later, ding dong. Yes, Hi, you ordered something from Amazon? Oh, yeah. Sign for it, and it's there. Same-day delivery. So Google is now uh, being very sly, very stealth about this, preparing to launch a competitor called Google Google Shopping Express. And what they're going to do is they're going to go head-to-head with Amazon Prime. But I don't think Google knows how what kind of behemoth they're facing this is like an uphill battle. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't think that Google put together a team of people to say, okay, what would it take to compete in this space? You think they're just, hey, you know, Amazon's doing it. Let's do it. Okay, guys. Can, take, a, take a shot of espresso. I think this is one where Google is just biting off more than they can handle. Um, did you also notice that Google's getting into retail in other ways? Yeah, this is different, though. This is Why is it different? This is logistics. They don't have, but they don't have any any fulfillment um, centers. They have a humongous checkbook. <laughs> Whatever they don't have, they, they will, will have buy. tomorrow. <laughs> you knucklehead, don't you even understand how Go- business works at that level? Google's going to buy Walmart. Forget about whether they can or can't do it. That's a lie. Let's by look the at way. this. Let's look at this. This is good for all of us that shop online. Absolutely, because. The more competitive things get, the faster it's going to get, the lower the prices are going to be. They're going to come up with unique services. You know, maybe they'll go to the Zappos model where you just order one of everything and there's no, there's no uh, penalty for returning 90% of it. And it could really change how we all buy things. Of course, that could be bad for lots of retailers. So Yeah, the you know, click, click, and, click and mortar click, is taking over brick and mortar. Well, no, the, the click and mortar is what most national big retailers have been trying to, to, to put together. This is all, there this are is no all, bricks. This yeah, is, this is no, this is, this is just click. Click to buy. Click and, and, and order. Shows up. So uh, anyway, stay tuned for that. It'll be an interesting development. We just thought you should know. Uh-oh. First time, uh, first time handling those buttons, sir. It is. Let me try it again. I don't want to stop at all. Well, you can start over. Go ahead. There we go. I didn't have the right button up. If you listen to the show at all, you know this is the segment in which we bring you a little portion of the vernacular of technology that I'm going to just keep talking over Spanky so he doesn't try to whisper this. It is our Geek Speak of the Week. You folks that love words with friends, we've got a term for something that you've experienced. Speak of the Week. IVS. IVS. If you or a friend or loved one are bothered by IVS, seek a doctor's help immediately. It's irritable vowel syndrome. Vowel with a V. Yes. That's when you are sitting there, you're going, all I have are vowels. I can't make any words. I can make a three-point word out of these. Uh, You could make a New York City cab driver's name, like Mr. Mixlixlipplix. That's too many consonants. (laughs) Most of those cab drivers need to have a vowel movement. That's right. That would... You got fix the problem. Got an opposite here. So, anyway, you can uh, if you if you're an avid uh, words with friends player. Actually, you could use it in the uh, in the real world too with Scrabble. That's true. You can proclaim to your friends, "I'm suffering from irritable vowel syndrome." You could write, "Oh yeah, that's a word." No, it is. It's a sheep. It's, it's a funny. person screaming like a goat. Nope. Hey, so Google. We were talking about Google on the uh, on the in the real world where they're yes. trying to impact us. Um, their their virtual world continues to evolve and change and what have you. And and if you haven't noticed, Google's trying everything they can to get you to understand the value of having a Google Plus profile. Has nothing to do with whether you want to um, 
you know, tell people that you just got a cup of coffee or, or look, my, my grandchild just made duty, right? <laughs> it's, they're, they're really focusing on that being kind of a way to engage with the whole world, yes. with all of your properties, with all of the stuff you care about. Um, and you know what? Frankly, if you're still thinking of Google Plus like a Facebook replacement or a, uh, an also-ran, you're, you're missing the boat. Yeah, so Google is now redirecting your Picasso web albums to Google Plus Photos. Not all the features are there yet, but if you're wondering where your Picasso web albums are going, that's where they're going. Well, Google wants you to be able to go to one place and everything you care about in the whole world will be right there. Still ahead, turning off autocorrects in Android. Is there an app for that? Do you need an app? I don't think so. We'll find out here on the Data Doctors radio program. Business owners, if you're tired of playing whack-a-mole with your business technology, help is just a phone call away. Whether you have three or 300 computers, call us, the Data Doctors, to schedule a free technology assessment and get a prescription to relieve your pain. Imagine putting the days of technology problems behind you. Let the collective intelligence of Data Doctors Business Services allow you to focus on your business, not your technology problems. Call 888-545-1988 and schedule your free technology assessment today. Quit struggling with technology on your own. Get the experience of Data Doctors Business Services team for less than the cost of a single IT person. (laughs) We've seen it all. We've been helping businesses with their technology for nearly 25 years, and we can help you too. Get relief today so you can be more productive tomorrow. Call 888-545-1988 to schedule your free business technology assessment today. That's 888-545-1988. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. If you want to hear the Data Doctors Radio Program before anyone else does, become a Data Doctors Insider today. How do you do it? Sign up for our weekly newsletter at datadoctors.com slash radio because all newsletter subscribers get instant access to the show. That's right. Click and listen access. Sign up today. Are you confused about something tech? Ha, you didn't hear it from us. It's the tech show for non-tech people. The Data Doctors Radio Program. It's the Data Doctors Radio Program. So, you know, traveling is always an adventure, right? It's not just a job. It's an adventure. And, I mean, that's half the fun of of travel is the adventure. And uh, there's a startup in San Francisco that's trying to leverage the fact that travel is adventure and turn it into the ultimate adventure with a a project that they call Get Going, which basically takes uh, an element of discovery and surprise with traveling. And it's basically trying to solve a problem for airlines, try to sell seats on airplanes that don't normally fill up. So what, what Get Going is doing, they're promising big discounts on your flights. Up to 40%. If you let them <laughs> pick the destination. Now, I got to tell you. That they booked a trip for you. They, yeah, you just go. and you, you just go. So if you like discovering things and like, I'd have never thought of coming here, but I'm glad I did. My concern would be they'd put me in the middle of, like, Minnesota in January. You know, I don't want to go to a cold climate. Well, it's not quite that wide open. Okay. So the way this works is they implement a pick-to-get-one system. So basically, you look at their rates, you look at the deals, and you say, either one of these two I'd be up for. You can plan the itinerary around those. I mean, so it's not like just like you show up like that... Uh, uh, like that travel channel, right. Bert, Bert, what's his name, says, do you trust me? I'll just... Yeah, I'll take you days, there. Next three days, you just got to let me plan everything. Doesn't quite work out like that. You're still planning, but you're planning between two different places um, that they present to you as low-cost destinations. And then they'll pick the one based on their negotiations with the airlines. So if you really are adventurous in your travel and you want to take that adventurous travel to another level, you might want to start Get Going. And, it, and it's really an actually a very cool concept. I mean, you don't have to be super adventurous. When I first uh, saw the story, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you'd be comfortable with that. But the, think about it. You can pick two places that you really like. Let's say you want to go see Africa. You want to go see um, the Bir- I, Virgin Islands. I, I, I can assure you that the locations are not likely to be the most common places that people already travel to, that those planes are always booked. For. Right. It's places that are out of, off the beaten path, out of the way, maybe less uh, known, 
Um, like I said, Minnesota. Yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of places where the average, you know, go to Hawaii, go to the Caribbean, go to Mexico, go to Canada. Right. But you know, same. I go to Paris, I go to Rome, I go to, you know, Bonn. Let's go to Malaysia. I would do that. Of course you would. Anyway, so check, check it out. out. We've got a link for you, datadoctors.com slash radio. Hey, do video games rot your brain? Oh. I can't remember. Check out why you might think differently at datadoctors.com slash radio. There's an article that might change your mind. If your mind is still left. Victor asked us on Facebook, and that's where you can go, by the way, if you have a question for us, facebook.com slash datadoctors. He said, help me, guys. I need to find an app for Android to turn off its autocorrect function because my dad hates it. <laughs> so please, please tell me if you could the name of such an app. You know, uh, you can start, you might even get your own sitcom if you were <laughs> to publish the stuff that your dad accidentally autocorrects. Right? Yeah. Those, those, those funny. I said, I, what, by the way, those of you that want to get a good laugh. Damn you autocorrect is a is a website. Yeah, if you offend easily, don't go there. Yeah, don't go there, no. But if you if you like to see interesting things that happen as a result of autocorrect, that's a cool website for that. Um, pretty good news for uh, for uh, <laughs> our friend Victor, huh? Yeah, there's Victor, there's no app for that. No app necessary. No app needed. It's inside your Android device. Now, uh, for those of you who have Androids, they all come in slightly different flavors, okay? So but the instructions are, are pretty much the same across the board for all Androids. You go into your settings, and when you get into your settings, go down to the language and keyboard menu, which is going to be way down towards the bottom. Tap on the keyboard or the multi-touch keyboard, and then there's an option there. Uncheck the autocorrect. And, and as soon as you do that, your, your problem... You're on, you're on your own. Your problem is... Right. No. But, now, now you got your own yeah, bad grammar and your own... Yeah. Right. Your problem is your problem, not the phone. Hey, we got an alert here for parents that are trying to manage their child's Facebook usage. And usually it's, you spend too much time on Facebook, or how much time are you spending on Facebook? Wouldn't you like to know exactly? I, I, I'm guessing that I spend more time on Facebook because of work oh, than yeah. the average person. Yeah. But I wonder what my kids are spending on Facebook. Well, you, you have to wonder no longer. There's a free app that basically will monitor any browser on that computer when they go to Facebook. Mm -hmm. And also when they're, so like, you know, it can't just be when they go to Facebook because a lot of times a lot of us open up Facebook and then we switch over to another screen and we're doing something else. Uh, and then we come back to Facebook. This app actually, it's called Time Rabbit. It actually knows that. It knows when your mouse um, is no longer functioning. You haven't clicked on anything for a while. So it, it kind of has a pretty decent algorithm to figure out you actually are looking at Facebook right now or interacting with it, mm -hmm. and you're not. And it can compile that information for you, whether you're curious about your own usage or in the case I was suggesting to Smanky when he, took, when he brought this to me, is like this sounds like something parents might want to try using to, to see exactly how much time and, and also your, ch your children, because the thing pops up and tells you. Right. It's like a timer just pops up. It's and right there you know. in your face. Now, right now, it only works on uh, Windows platform. They don't have a Mac version yet. Why, why would we care? Uh, there we go again. The hate begins. No hate. Um, what I'd like to see is a way for them to incorporate this into not only a desktop, but a, a mobile version that can put all the numbers yeah, together. That could be ugly. Uh, yeah, I I would love that because my kids spend time on their devices too, and I know that they're using their mobile devices to check yes. Facebook. And yes. So I'd love to see how much actual usage. Well, they don't have a Mac version yet. I can assure you they're not going to have a, a mobile version and integrate all that anyway, anytime soon. But it, check it out. It's a great little tool for you parents to monitor your kids' activity. Uh, it's Time Rabbit. We've got a link for you, of course, in the same place we have links hey, for everything. Hey, you Wesley Wabbit. Take the time. <laughs> Silly wabbit. Silly wabbit. Hey, right after the break, can you copy your DVDs legally? Hmm. We touched upon it briefly last week, but we went deeper into it uh, as uh, this week's help advice column. Plus, is social media making us illiterate? More more illiterate? More worser, badder speaking English. Find out. Coming up. Hang tight. Tune stay. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. More car slash tech evolution. 
Volvo has partnered with Spotify for a hands-free music system. It's about time. Want to know more? Find out. Datadoctors.com slash radio. The first rule of technology. Restart it. Rule two. Ask us at Facebook.com slash Datadoctors. We don't read our answers from a script. It's the tech show for non-tech people. It's the tech show for non-tech people. The Data Doctors radio program. I need somebody. Not just anybody. You know I need someone. This is the portion of the show where we spotlight our uh, weekly advice column that's carried in newspapers and media sites around the country. Global distribution. Kind of, for you old-timers, it's like uh, Dear Abby for Tech. Huh. I never thought of it that way. See what I mean? That's pretty good. Old school, baby. It's a columna. Columna-mana. Menomena. Uh, so Bill asked us this week. He says, uh, I'm trying to find a way to legally copy DVDs we own to an external hard drive for storage connected to my laptop. When we take long road trips, it would be nice to have not to have to haul all our movies along. No. Can I tell him about all the cool ways I do it? Oh, wait. Legally or not necessarily legal? Well, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm going to just come clean right here on the radio. Okay? I don't know if what I've been doing is legal or illegal. I can make it very easy for you to figure it out. Okay, because I do it for convenience. I had to consult my go-to legal resource when it comes to tech issues. She's a partner at Jayberg and Wilk, uh, our law firm, uh, Maria Krimi Speth. She is uh, she focuses on like intellectual property, internet law, trademark issues. I mean, anything to do with cyber, anything. I always go to her because she's she's awesome. So I said, uh, it's not clear to me just based on everybody that's talking about this. You got a lot of non-technical, non-legal people saying it's completely within your fair use, uh, within the fair use uh, laws that you're able to make a copy of a DVD. Okay. And technically that is correct. Here's where it's different on DVDs than it is from CDs and all this other stuff. Okay, It has to do with copy protection. And if you circumvent encryption or any kind of copy protection on any kind of media you are breaking the law whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you mean circumvent if it's you encrypted to, if you decrypt it that's okay. circumventing the controls that they put on there how do i okay go ahead so, i'm going to so ask any, some questions any, here any program that can take a commercial disc so if you make your own dvd somebody else makes a dvd for you there's no encryption on it you're you're free to basically make copies Obviously, you're not able to do that and, and sell them or use them in some commercial right, just manner. just for personal use. So, like, when we buy a CD now, right, and we want to make a copy, we're free to do that. Okay. Right? We can, make, we can make as many sure. copies we want for ourselves as personal use and whatever. It's fair use. And the reason we can do that is there's no encryption on There's no copy protection built into that CD. Right. If there was and you broke it in order to use it on other devices, you have violated the law. Okay. DVDs... By their design and licensing, when you buy a DVD, it's made to be used on a DVD player. Okay. You do not have the ability under the fair use statutes to space shift, meaning you watch it on some other device other than a DVD. So okay? I'm And it's, it's exclusive to commercial DVDs. This, okay. This is the stranglehold that the uh, motion picture industry has had on this digital rights issue, right? Okay. We all want to make copies of our... And you can make a copy of a DVD as long as you don't decrypt it or break the encryption that keeps it from being seen. Okay. So, so, so you can make a copy that actually won't work and you're not violating the law. Right. So the software that I use allows me to convert the DVD into an MPEG file, which you're saying is illegal. If it is bypassing or circumventing the encryption that is part of the DVD, that is correct. You have technically broken the law. Now, will they come after you because you did it? I, you know, I don't know that there's an easy way. Obviously, if you're not sharing this stuff, really what they do is they go after the people that provide the tools okay. for that. And you'll notice if you look around on the Internet, the, the places in which you get these tools are no longer anywhere, on the, anywhere associated with the United States. No, they're all the foreign right, countries. Yeah, they've all been put in other areas. Now. There are alternatives that, now you're asking, Bill's question, is there a legal way? So I can't give you a tool that's legal, okay, because the only way to do it is to circumvent this. The other thing is, you know, do you want to actually go through all that work to be able to do this? Because it wouldn't be nice if you could just stream it, 
Mm-hmm. You're out and about. You don't have to do anything. Just have your laptop. Right. Or your iPad. I have. Or I have, your smartphone. Right. I have an Air Video app on my iPhone. Right, but that has to do with everything we're, we're, that you've illegally <laughs> encrypted. <laughs> I, sorry. I broke the law. Didn't mean to. Did you? Maybe. No. Because you didn't decrypt anything. But if, okay. That's true. You haven't decrypted anything. Say it. I haven't decrypted anything. I don't want you in prison. <laughs> I'm leaving. On a jet plane? Uh, so, so the idea here is that you have this library of DVDs, and I get that you don't want to take it on a trip because that is kind of a pain. Yeah, especially for well, all and my they kids. scratch and all kinds of things. Walmart actually is working with a, 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 a with a another service that's out there that most people aren't even aware of that that's been put together by the motion picture motion picture industry, um, and so their Voodoo online video service, which is kind of like um, uh, Netflix and Hulu and some of these others, it's the right? Walmart version of it. Correct. They have a feature called Disc to Digital. So it's kind of weird that you would think of Walmart to do this, but basically you sign up for a free account. You take your DVDs to a Walmart store, and what they're going to do is they're going to look to see, do these DVDs exist in our video library? If they do, they mark it. They mark the DVD as being verified so that you can't do this again for something like your friend can't take it and put it in their account. Right. Uh, and then they activate it in your Voodoo account. Of course, it costs a buck to do that. Or excuse me, it's $2 to do that. And $5 if you have like a standard definition movie and you'd like to get the high def version, five bucks. At first, you're going, ah, that's crazy. But what, what if you sold all the stuff that once you got it converted, make that two or five bucks back? Could be good. Check it out, datadoctors.com slash radio. Hey, it's the Data Doctors. Hey, lots of you come to our stores when you have computer problems. Many of you rely on our award-winning Data Doctors in-home service, where our Data Doctor comes to you. Yeah, house calls. Some of you take advantage of Data Doctors remote repair, so we fix your problem right over the internet. But did you know that we can help your office, too? That's right. Whether your office has two... 20 or 200 computers, Data Doctors Business Services takes the pain of managing your office technology away. Instead of using the Band-Aid approach to your office technology, put the experience of Data Doctors Business Services team to work for you. You'll be amazed at how much more you can get done when you're not trying to run a business and your IT department. Go to datadoctors.com and let us take away the pain. In store. At home. Over the internet. In your office. What are you waiting for? Go to datadoctors.com right now. (laughs) Like he said, go to datadoctors.com and get ready to experience award-winning service. Data Doctors. Since 1988, we're the tech guys for non-tech people. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. Hey, want to be an insider here with the Data Doctors radio program? Listen to the show before anyone else. It's easy to do. Just sign up for our weekly newsletter at datadoctors.com slash radio. All you newsletter subscribers get all the tips and tricks, and then you get instant access to the radio show. One click and listen. On it. Online. On demand. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Listen live. Download podcasts. And get helpful links. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. You know, in the digital age, you are only as valuable as the information that you're willing to give up. Look no further than Facebook. We keep telling you if you're a Facebook user, you're not the customer, you're the product. You know, these days, you think about what companies want. They want our name. They want our date of birth. They want our address. They want our likes. Who we used to work for. Yeah. Why do they want all this information? What does this information give them, and why is it so critical to them? And what are they doing with it? Targeted marketing. The stuff that you hate. No. No, I don't think people hate targeted well, you, marketing. You've told me time and time again here on this program you no, hate I, it. No, I hate the, the byproduct of the fact that all this data exists and that they can't control it. Right. We see it over and over again. These databases get hacked. I mean, if they had a way to actually control it, which they don't, I wouldn't have as much of a problem with it. Um, and to your point, you're going to get advertised to anyway. Wouldn't you like to be advertised to or, or shot offers that are actually relevant instead of feminine, feminine that's, the, that's the example I use yeah. because it's the most relevant example to me. I don't care. Uh, for the record, I never get those, so I'm not sure what that's saying about your Facebook usage. Do you know, I've I got to share a funny story about, about just the way the web works. 
a friend of mine contacted me, and, and I've shared this story before, but I, for those of you who haven't heard it before, it's, it's a very entertaining story. It's a personal friend of mine. A friend contacted me and was asking me some questions. So as he's telling me about what's going on with him physically, he's asking me questions about it. Have I ever heard of this thing called gout? And I'm like, never heard of it before. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. So I Google searched gout. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm online and I start seeing gout ads. Well, do you know, here we are a year and a half later. <laughs> and I still see those stinking gout ads. They be, come up because... Be careful what you search for. You've got to be careful. By the way, yes. here's a little tip for you yous out there listening that don't want to end up in this situation. Where you get gout advertisements. Use Google Chrome's anonymous browser sessions whenever you're going to be searching for something. You know it's a one-off thing or something where you just don't want to be remarketed to. So the semantic web, whether you like it or not, there's all this communication between all these companies that are all handing each other information. But hey, there's somebody that's looking for gout. They're looking (laughs) for gout. Hey, you people that want to sell gout medicine. Here's a guy. He's looking. He's searching for gout. And that's essentially what's going on, and that's why this stuff is so valuable, is there's no reason to pitch people gout medicine if they don't have gout. Right. Well, wouldn't it be nice if you could only market to people that said, I have gout? Well, the next closest thing is people that are searching for, right? Uh, So that's essentially, your personal information is the commerce that drives the internet engine today. Like it or not, that's the way it is. And in fact... We saw a story about a patent that was applied for by Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. for Facebook last yep. year. Basically, a provisional patent that uh, that basically would allow people to pay to not be advertised to. So they could basically go to a non-advertising version of Facebook. I, I'm going to challenge people on this one because you know and, and you hear it too. People complain and they moan about i'm so sick of seeing these advertisements in facebook every time it's in my news feed it's in it so the question is it's out there tell us on our facebook page if google gave you some inexpensive way to opt out of getting any advertisements would you be willing to pay or would you rather just let the ads keep coming and make facebook free those are your choices i'm gonna guess that i'm gonna make a prediction right now yes the people who, who bitch and complain about it yes. are going to bitch and complain about having to pay to not be advertised to. So they don't want it either way. They don't want the ads, but they don't want to have to pay not to get the ads. Everyone out there has to understand, if you want it to be free, it's not actually going to be free. You've got to pay with personal information in one way or the other. That's the only way this is going to continue being the way it is. And whether you like it or not, them's the facts, Jack. So... <laughs> Tell us, this patent. I mean, obviously, Facebook has applied for a patent for this process. Obviously, they believe enough people have said, hey, I'd rather pay than see these ads. I guess they're going to call your bluff. (laughs) Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Hey, if your default calendar app isn't cutting it, check out a few options that might fit your lifestyle a little bit better. You know, the last few weeks we've been talking about productivity apps and Things to make your day flow smoother. We've got a few more for you. Datadoctors.com slash radio. And things that make you say, hmm. Hmm. Like YouTube is planning to roll out their own streaming music service. Now think about that for a second. Right now we got Pandora, we got Spotify, we got Groot. I guess Groot Shark's not really. Kind of a fringe player there. Fringe. Um, By the way, if you've never heard of Groot Shark and you like music, just go check it out. Um, While it's still still up. Uh, The... YouTube streaming service for music, my understanding, now it'll be music video as well as audio, right? Correct. So instead of it just being audio, let's say, you know, the people that yearn for the old MTV where you actually get to watch music videos, that'd be kind of cool, queuing that up on your Roku box or your your Apple TV. Well, and, and think about this. The music industry as a whole changes dramatically with this because YouTube is the place where uh, Psy became famous with his uh, Gangnam Style. That 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 Open. song has billions of views. The most watched video ever. Right, but it was it was started there and then moved to radio. So you think about how this changes the music industry as well, because now you, you've got 
YouTube is mainstream these days. It's not fringe anymore. Well, it's it's a it's a mainstream marketing tool. Absolutely, but you still have to connect with the music distributors and the radio stations and all that stuff and, to really get into the. And Google has those relationships. You think? Yeah, a few of them. Interesting. Hey, you're listening to the tech show for non-tech people. This here is the Data Doctors Radio Program, and you can ask us your tech questions even when we're not on the air. Just. Rouse on over to Facebook.com slash Data Remember, we deal with computers and technology problems for a living. We have stores. We help people. And we can help you, too, in your home, at your business. We can even remote in and help you fix your problems. You like the program? Yes. Let your friends around the country, nay, around the world, know that they can also listen, laugh, and learn with the Data Doctors. We can now be heard worldwide on Stitcher Radio. Until next week, it's the Data Doctors, Ken and Spanky. Catch us on TV, on the radio, online. We're everywhere! Your tech answers in English at datadoctors.com slash radio. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This This is the Data Data Doctors Doctors Radio Radio Program. Program.